Five, you know, when you really want that, to be close to the Lord, you know, you come to a place sometimes where you say, Lord, whatever it takes. And um, knowing that sometimes it takes things that aren't so pleasant sometimes to get us close to the Lord. Um, you know, there's a lot of things. I, there's, it's funny because there's a lot of things in my life I wish never happened. But at the same time, I'm glad for what happened as a result of them happening. You know what I mean? Uh, because it did make me draw closer to the Lord. It's not that I'm glad that bad thing happened or wish it or anything like that, but I'm thankful for what God brought out of that, you know. But sometimes that's what it takes to get close to Him. Matthew 5, 6, uh, tonight's lesson, uh, we've entitled Happy and Hungry. Happy and Hungry. Matthew 5 and verse 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I love that verse. Um, I just meditated on that the last few days, and I tell you, it's rich. It is so rich. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray for your help tonight. and I pray, Lord, that we would leave here this evening with a greater hunger for your righteousness. A greater hunger, Lord, not only for Jesus, but a hunger within for righteousness. And a hunger to do right, Lord, that, that uh, we long for and desire. For we know that's where the child of God will find real satisfaction, is whenever they truly desire the things of Christ and the right, His righteousness more than anything else. Help us, Lord, to thirst for you, our living God. Help us to, Lord, hunger for you more and more every day. We pray in Jesus' name. And amen. You know, it is, it is natural for the body to hunger for food. That's a natural thing and to thirst for drink. The, the desire for food and water is, of course, what helps us to grow and to live. If we didn't have that desire for food and water, we wouldn't get food and water. And we wouldn't live. You know, when a person is suffering um, toward the end of their life, that's one of the things... We recognize, you know, they lose that desire for food a lot of times and, and for, and for uh, drink. And uh, we know that once your, your desire there is lost, you know, we know that you can't live long like that. Um, it's not natural uh, for a body in good health to not desire food or water. That's just not natural. Uh, if the, the body is acting normal, it will desire food. It will desire drink. Um, if a newborn does not want to eat, we know immediately. I mean, they can't tell you anything. They can't say anything. They can cry, but they can't tell you anything. But if there's not a desire to eat, we know something's wrong with that baby. Something is wrong. It's sick. Um, Jesus uses this natural desire uh, and hunger for food and water to express the desire we, the children of God, should have for righteousness. Likewise, just as it would be unnatural and tell us that something is physically wrong with someone that does not want food or drink, there is something wrong with someone who professes to know Christ but who does not hunger for righteousness. See, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. That does not mean, if you would, that, that, that they, somebody's not saved. But if they are saved, it does mean that they are sick spiritually. 
One who's a child of God and is not desiring righteousness in their life is sick spiritually. It is unnatural for a child of God, one born of the Holy Spirit, to not desire and hunger for righteousness. It's unnatural. Now Jesus tells us that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be the blessed or the happy. You know, when people get really hungry physically, we, we sometimes we, there's been a, a word that's uh, kind of uh, came around, and it's hangry. You know, when somebody gets hungry and they get kind of angry at the same time, I'm hangry. And so that's kind of a new thing, and that's why I call it happy and hungry. Uh, we can be hungering for righteousness, but yet be happy about it. Um, those who hunger for righteousness are truly blessed and happy. The child of God that is hungry and thirsting after righteousness will be a happy child of God. And so we have to ask ourselves a question. If this is true, what Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, and we are not living in the joy of the Lord and really experiencing this blessedness that the Lord has, we need to ask ourselves, are we desiring what we should be desiring? Are we longing for what we should be longing for? Are we seeking fulfillment and satisfaction in the right things? Because we have a promise here. And God's word is true. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I have a feeling that many children of God are not living to the fulfillment of their happiness as a child of God because they are not desiring the things of God and they are sick spiritually. So we need to ask ourselves this first thought tonight and we think about this and meditate on this. Where is our desire or what is our desire? Jesus uses one of, the, one of the strongest physical desires to describe the desire for righteousness we should have. I mean, people will do drastic things if they're hungry. People will do drastic things if, if they are thirsty. I mean, people have been out on the ocean. You can't drink the ocean water, but they can get so thirsty and desire to have something in them so bad, they will, they will eventually just go crazy. And knowing that they will, it will kill them, they will drink the ocean water anyway. You will do drastic things when you're thirsty. You do drastic things when you're hungry. I mean, societies have shown that. Uh, things uh, have shown that. War has shown that. When people get hungry, when plagues come about, or there's no food and there's famine, people do drastic things when they're hungry. It's a strong desire, the desire for survival. If we are not happy, if we're not a happy Christian, then we need to take a step back and ask ourselves, what is it that we are desiring? What is it that we are, are, are seeking after in our life? There should be a strong desire for righteousness. I believe the healthier you are as a child of God, the more you long for it. The promise that Jesus gives to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness is that they will be happy. And one of the reasons they are happy is that they are also filled. They're satisfied. Um, that's what that word speaks of. They shall be filled. And so they're satisfied. The hangry person, right, gets happy when their belly gets full. They're no longer hangry. You know, they're no longer angry. And the problem sometimes with Christians is that they are looking more to the things of the world to satisfy them rather than to the things of Christ, and they never are experiencing the true satisfaction that the child of God should have in his life. 
They're not experiencing the joy that they could have that Jesus has to offer us. And when the child of God is desiring and seeking to satisfy their spiritual needs with things like power or money, relationships, food, drink. I mean, you can try to use food and drink to satisfy spiritual longings, success. So many times we look after the physical things to try to fill the spiritual void and the spiritual uh, needs that we have. And instead of looking to the things of Christ, we're looking to the things of the world to fill us, to satisfy us. And listen, temporarily they might feel good, but they are not going to give us the joy of the Lord. Jesus and His righteousness is the only thing that fill the desire of the Holy Spirit within the child of God. The Holy Spirit within us longs for the person of Christ, that intimacy with Christ. Everything else the world has to offer is nothing but cheap substitutes. They are like aspartame. (laughs) It may taste sweet for a moment, but it has no nutritional value and is actually bad for you. I'm guilty of aspartame sometimes, but maybe this will help me. <laughs> we seek satisfaction from the things of this life because our, because our affections and desires are toward the wrong things. You see that we seek satisfaction from the things of this life because our affections and desires are toward the wrong things. We are being earthly minded rather than heavenly minded. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. The King James Version, I like it, it says set your affections on things above. So it really goes beyond just setting your mind. It has to do with the affections of your heart as well. Set your mind, set your affections on things above. You know, the natural man, as you know, or the fleshly man that we are born with, it desires the things of this earth. It wants it. It's natural. It's natural for the old man to want the things of the world. The spiritual man we have that we are born again with, that we have within us, it likewise desires the things of Christ. It naturally wants those things. And so we have both of these desires within us. We have the desire of the old man hungering and thirsting after unrighteousness, and we have the desire of the new man, hungering and thirsting after uh, righteousness. The flesh is against the spirit, and the spirit is against the flesh. The child of God within the spirit of God will not be happy, or the child of God with the spirit of God will not be happy while seeking after and desiring the things to fulfill the flesh. You know, we're so tempted, aren't we? We think, well, to go after the things of this earth, think, well, if I get this, or I obtain this, if I get to this status, or I get this thing, boy, this will make me happy. As husbands, as fathers, we've got to be careful we don't lead our children, our wives down the same path, making them think, well, once we get to this and do this or whatever, well, we'll be a happy family. As God's child, only Jesus can make us truly happy. And that is the truth. Now let's ask ourselves the next question. What is this righteousness we are to desire? What is it? When he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, first, I believe it is a desire for the Lord Jesus himself. It is a desire for the Lord Jesus himself. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.30 says this. It says, but, uh, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God 
and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus Christ is the complete fulfillment of all righteousness. He is completely righteous. So, so to hunger after righteousness, there must be a hunger there for the person of righteousness, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. So that, that's obvious there. Um, you know, when we're lost and, and we are uh, without Christ and we're being drawn by the Holy Spirit of God uh, to Christ, and one of the reasons we're being drawn to Christ is because we know that He is the righteous one and that He can make us righteous before God. When we were lost, we might remember the desire uh, that the Lord has placed within us and we're wanting to be made righteous. And we come to realize that Christ is the only one that can do that for us. So there was a desire to be made righteous in Christ. You know, when we were first saved, we wanted Jesus more than anything. And, and that's one of the first signs that you're a child of God. You just want Jesus. You just want Him. Now, if you, if, you, if you are lost tonight, know this, that only Jesus can satisfy the needs of the soul. He's the only one that can satisfy that. And he told the woman at the well, the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. After we're saved, there is a desire still, of course, for Jesus and his righteousness. Now, not so as to get his righteousness to make us right with God, but there's a hunger for the person of Christ. There, there is a, a hunger not so as to be made righteous in the sight of God positionally, but we desire to be righteous on the inside like Jesus. When you're lost, you, you, you get that desire, I need Jesus, I need Jesus to make me right, righteous with the Father. After you're saved, I mean, you want to be right on the inside too. That's that repentance. That's that turning from sin, the flesh, and turning towards righteousness. We desire to be righteous on the inside like Christ. The child of God not only desires to be righteous with God positionally and legally, but the child of God has a desire to be righteous within. Unlike the Pharisee who only desired a righteousness on the outside that others see and could give them praise. They desired righteousness on the outside. And I think there should be a, a desire for doing right on the outside. But their reason for wanting it was so they could appear righteous, not be righteous. And there's a big difference. The child of God genuinely desires a righteousness within that pleases the Lord. They want to be right within their heart. Like he says, blessed are the pure in heart. They want to have that pure of heart. They want that righteousness within. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit within them, yearning to be more like Jesus. As said, it is the evidence of repentance when we are daily seeking to turn from the flesh and turn to the things of Christ. That hunger and thirst for righteousness. When you hunger for something, for something specific, it's easy to turn from other things. The problem when we don't turn from the things of the world is we don't hunger enough for Christ. Hey, when I know I'm going to have a steak in, in an hour, I mean, that's one of my favorite foods. I mean, if I know I'm going to have a steak and I'm hungering for steak, I've got my focus on steak, we're going to the steakhouse, I'm focused on that. that you're not going to tempt me an hour beforehand with a hot dog, okay? It's not going to happen. I'll say, no, I can turn from that. I, I'm, I'm turning towards the steak. Why? Because my desire and hunger for, for steak is far greater than my desire for a hot dog. 
And folks, I mean, that's a sorry comparison, but I don't know how else to say it. If we, if we hunger and thirst for righteousness and for Jesus Christ himself more than the things of this world won't be as tempting. Now, hot dogs can be tempting to me sometimes, but not when I've got steak in the picture. And folks, we've got to keep our focus on Jesus Christ. As a child of God that desires Jesus, that desires righteousness within, there will be also a desire for the Word of God. You cannot disconnect those. We cannot disconnect this desire for Jesus, desire for righteousness, and a desire with, within for righteousness from a desire for the Word of God. Psalm 119 is full of statements, as, as you as well probably know, about the Lord and His Word or His judgments being righteous. Here's just a few of them. Uh, verse 123, My eyes fell from seeking your salvation and your righteous Word. 137, Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. If you have a desire for God, there should be a desire for His Word. They go hand in hand. The entirety of your Word is truth. And every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Listen, it is unnatural for the child of God to not hunger after the Word of God. It's unnatural. That's one of the first signs that you now have the Spirit of God is that there is a developed hunger for the Word of God in your life. 1 Peter 2, 1 says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So he likens that, that, that desire for the word of God and to turn from malice and deceit and hypocrisy. If you look at that, it's such a good verse to teach what I just stated about that steak and, and hot dog thing, because if, if you have a desire for the pure milk of the word, then you, you can lay aside the malice. You can lay aside the deceit and hypocrisy more easily that we may grow. Listen, if there is no hunger, no thirst or desire for the Word, then there is no desire for God Himself. I'm not saying that if you don't have much desire at all right now that you're lost. I didn't say that, but... I believe that the closer we get to Christ, the more we walk with Christ, I think the more we want Him. And it's funny, it's, it's funny how it works because it's the more we want Him, but yet the more satisfied we feel at the same time. We should desire to read the Word. We should desire to meditate on it. Desire to talk about it. Desire its correction. Desire to hear it preached. Desire to obey it. That's a desire for the Word of God in our life. So is there that? Is there that desire for righteousness, a desire for Christ, a desire for His Word? Listen to some of these verses and, and let's ask ourselves honestly, can we identify with them? And these should describe our desires we have for the Lord. We know this verse well. We've seen about it. I'd like to sing this song tonight, David. But Psalms 42, 1 and 2 As a deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Like you're just longing to see the Lord. A thirst for God Himself. Psalm 63, O God, You are my God. Early will I seek You. 
Why? My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. He says, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. He's talking about the world there. He's talking about what the world can give. He says, he looks at this, look at the world around him. The world around me is dry and thirsty. It's a thirsty land. There's nothing that can satisfy. There is no water. Then he says, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. So you see he had that longing for God. He was dry and thirsty in the world. And so what does he do? He goes to the house of God and says, I'm going to look for God. Shouldn't that be one of the reasons we're here tonight? I mean, maybe we were hungry and thirsty over the last two days. Being in this world, it's dry. I mean, the news and seeing everything that's going on. There's something, a hunger, a thirst within you that says, I need to go to God's house. I need a moment with the Lord to set the world aside. Is that not what drives us to want to come? He said, I've looked for you in the sanctuary. Maybe our desire for God's house will also increase when our desire for God increases. Sometimes, and I know I'm preaching to the choir a little bit here, but it's a good reminder of looking at this. We can, preachers can come across a bit off when we're just talking about church attendance. And you're, you're, sometimes we're missing things here in that. If we're just talking about that because... When I, when I see people that don't want to be at church, I see people with a lack of desire for God himself. That's my main concern as a pastor, as, as a spiritual leader. That's, that's, what, I, that's what bothers me. Because I, I cannot disconnect in my mind and heart at all the desire for God and the desire for his house where he meets with us. David said... My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary. So maybe our desire for God's house would increase when our desire for Christ Himself increases. As a child of God tonight, ask yourself these questions. What are you seeking to find blessedness in? What is it that you're pursuing after in your life? What is that next thing that you think you know, will make you happy? Have you lost your focus? Have you been running to broken cisterns of the world? Have you been filling up on cheap substitutes such as work, money, entertainment, sports, whatever it may be, only to be left quickly empty? Is it not about time that we set our affections on things above knowing that Christ alone can fill us, His Word alone, His worship alone, can satisfy our soul and give us the happiness that we can't experience while in this life. And if you're here and lost, aren't you tired of the things of this life? Are you tired of spending your life for that bread that cannot fill you? Well, then we say to you tonight, come to Jesus. Buy of Him without money and without price. Come to the living waters. Come to the bread of heaven. And we implore you this evening, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Blessed are those. Is that you? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I didn't have time to get in this tonight. I knew it would make it a lot longer. But that hunger for righteousness, and I implied it at the beginning, it's a, it's a desire to do right. 
to do right. So there's that desire for Christ, and there's that desire to be righteous within, and there's that desire to do right on the outside. He wants to do the right thing. Do that which is right. May we have those desires. Father in heaven, I pray that you'd help us. Lord, I uh, pray that this desire for righteousness tonight uh, for us as your people would grow and intensify. And Father, I want to pray and ask for forgiveness for myself for many times in which I have lost focus and my desires and affections have been have been transferred over into things that it shouldn't. And, and I've sought, Lord, the more of the happiness of this world and what it can give rather than the things of Christ. How foolish of myself. But Father, I thank you for this reminder and I thank you for your word of grace and I thank you that you correct your children and you get us back on the right path that you love us enough to tell us those things. And Father, I pray that, that you would help us to Lord, to see that we're maybe focused on the things of this world that are cheap substitutes for our soul and help us to see that there's something so much better for us and someone so much better and help us as men to lead our families down that right path. Help us to have a passion for Christ. Help us to have a desire and hunger for Him and His Word, His worship. Father, that's what we need. That's where revival starts when our desires get transferred from the things of the world to the things of Christ. Lord, deliver us from the evil desires of the flesh and help us, Lord, to seek after the fulfillment of the desires of the Spirit. Help us to be focused. Help us to set our mind on Christ and the things of glory. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen.